1: What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. I know that this podcast is kind of a mommy podcast, but we don't have to have moms all the time on the show. Case in point, Miss Rachel Zimmerman joining me today. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jill. I am a cat mom, if that That works. counts. Okay, there you go. You're a cat mom. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring you on because I did want to get a perspective from someone who doesn't have kids and something that happened, too, when I was on maternity leave recently between you and me. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. I guess I should explain how we know one another. We work together, but I consider you a friend and you are also on the radio right now. You're the executive producer of the Dave Glover show, which can be heard locally in St. Louis on 97 one, um, but also online. And what's the website? 97 one talk.com. Got it. But you are moving to a different role soon. And so I want to talk about that too, because you are a career focused woman. And that's what this podcast is also about. But well, let's go back to maternity leave. I had sent you, um, a message because I had a dream about you. It was so random. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's how it started. <laughs> I had a dream that we went out and had spaghetti, so I told you that. And I I'm have, still waiting
0: for that dream to come true, Let's by the make way. it
1: happen. Let's go do that now after this. Um, I saved this because I thought it was really inspiring. So you said, Hope you and the babies are enjoying your time off. All the photos are so adorable. Well, I kept this because the night before was a really rough night. Um, and I had said to Brian, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't think I'm strong enough. And he was like, Jill, we got this. It's fine. And so I opened up to you. I said, and I'm just reading this. Oh, thank you so much. Lots of love in the house. It's been challenging because I'm still recovering from the C-section and I still can't lift Lou, my oldest, or go up and downstairs. But my mom has been a huge help when Brian isn't here. I keep reminding myself it will get easier, but right now it's tough, but the snuggles help. And you responded with, ah, yes, it will get easier. You're so strong, seriously. And I remember reading this, no joke, I was in the bathroom and I thought, and then so stupid to think you wouldn't understand, but I did. I was like, "How, how did she know I needed to hear that? And she's not a mom. And so I responded, you saying that means so much. Last night I was crying to Brian, telling him how weak I was feeling and not strong enough to do this. So your message means more than you know. And then you responded, Jill, I honestly cannot imagine having two babies at home, much less with those hardships on top of it. You are doing amazing, in all caps. And your girls are so lucky to have you. And it brought a tear to my eye because... I feel like maybe you, I was like, how can she relate? She doesn't have kids. But then that was me judging. And that's what I'm trying to not do. Like us women are doing too much of that. But seriously, that message from you meant so much. It may seem so minor, but it it just meant a lot because you're not a mom, but you're
0: a woman and you get it. And Mm. Well, and I get what it's like to feel overwhelmed So it's easy, it's not easy to imagine, but when you just imagine, okay, what's it like to feel overwhelmed, and then add two babies on top of that. Yeah. Like, motherhood is something that I have a lot of reverence for, and I take very seriously. When my mom was 27, she already had me and my brother. When I think about that, I'm like, what? Because you're 27. Yeah. I can't imagine having two babies right now. No. It's... Beyond my comprehension because I am very focused on my career and I work hard and then I come home and I'm tired and I'm beat and all I have to do is take care of myself. So then when you think of, well, Jill's going to go home and she has to take care of her kids. She wants to take care of her kids, but it's got to be really, really hard sometimes to find that extra energy to go home and have time for your husband and have time for your babies.
1: Yeah. And I think you said the exact thing that I said at your age when I was 27, no way, I even say it now, I'm 42 and I have babies, but I couldn't have babies in my 20s or even my early 30s. I, they're, I was selfish. I wanted to focus on my career. That was more important. And I actually, I didn't want to, to have babies—that was never anything I really. really? Yeah, and it, it, we joke around a lot about it because my mom always says, "And look at you now." I mean, I'm so a doting mother and only want to spend time with them. And she goes in to think you never wanted to have kids, mm-hmm. and I didn't. And so that wasn't even—it wasn't like I thought. Oh, in my 20s, I need to have kids. It never crossed my mind. But
0: I don't think I could have done it regardless. Yeah. It takes, I think it takes a strong person to be a mother at any age. It's the, I, I, it is the most important job in the world. And being a dad is very important too. Right. But there's nothing like a bond that a child has with their mother. I'm really close with my mom. Me too. Yeah. I think back on my childhood and just the way I idolized her and the way her comfort meant so much to me. Like, even now I'm going to cry whenever (laughs) I'm having a hard day. I'm just like, I want my mom. Yeah. Yeah. A mom's hug. It's Mm indescribable.
1: And I now get that with my girls. And like, (laughs) I just, I laugh because I go, I don't want to screw them up. I don't want (laughs) to screw them up. Um, But no matter how close you are to your mom, you're going to have those issues. You're going to have those things. But I want that with my girls. I want the open conversations. I want to have that. it, it's a love that you cannot explain um so I'm going to ask
0: you a hard question is it something you would like in your future or I do I I would love to be a mom someday but I I think because I think about it a lot I realize that it's not something to be taken lightly and it it scares me when I see people say like we should have a baby okay first of all if you're able to do that more power to you but that's the most terrifying thing in the world to me to just be like okay now my life is completely about another person and i don't get to do what i want anymore but beyond just the selfish factor the responsibility mm-hmm. that that brings that's huge that's huge so, so so i i would like to be a lot more financially stable well but I, I would <laughs> like to someday <laughs> that's never yeah it's and it's never happen. in the cards whenever it happens for people <laughs> um it, it's
1: why do you bring that up about? I've heard you make comments on the radio show that you're on about celebrities glorifying. I think you, I was just talking about Kylie
0: Jenner the yes. other day. And so, it's like she can take care of her baby, and that's great. But most twenty-year-olds, no, it, it's going to make your life so much harder than you ever imagined. So I don't like it when it's glorified as like, "Look at my cute little accessory." That's so irresponsible because she has a team to help. She her. has a billion dollars, I <laughs> so to she's tell fine. <laughs>
1: you, I and Brian will get mad at me, and but this is just the kind of person I am. Will be out, and and I guess this is judging. I don't know. But we'll be out and I'll see a young couple, like teenage couple with a a newborn. I'm not judging that they created a baby, but I get very, very scared for them because when your baby is crying all night and they can't be consoled, I'm 42 and I am still learning how to take deep breaths and how to be calm. At 17,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's no way. And you have to take yourself out of the situation t- sometimes and put it in the baby. Like It's not the baby's fault. You, They don't know what's wrong. They're a baby. <laughs> They're a baby. You have to take a deep breath. And yeah. I just feel like sometimes people will look at it, and not just teenagers, people in general will look at it as... Getting a puppy. It's a cute little thing. And I know I might be making somebody mad right now saying, well, what's the alternative? There are a million women who cannot conceive, who would love to have a baby to love. And I'm not saying they're not going to have a hard time. They will. I'm saying you should have
0: a baby for the right Mm -hmm. reasons. I also, (sighs) when I think of the future and having a baby, I worry that. Okay, so Tony Colombo's on the DGS with me, too. And the he's such an amazing dad. And I love he and his wife's relationship. They're great parents. They have a great marriage. And he describes every time Christine has had one of their kids, it's been like a three-hour-long labor, in, out, boom, done. The baby's here. She's a champ. And I think a lot of women look at those situations, and they think that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to just be naturally... You're supposed to be built for this. It's supposed to be a breeze. That's why we're here. And I worry that I have really bad sleeping issues. So I worry about if I have a baby and then that compounded on top of the sleeping issues you just get in general from Mm -hmm. taking care of a child. You know, I worry that it's not going to click so naturally. And I think maybe we've been sold this bill of goods as women is like, hey, it is this is what's in your nature and it's just going to come to you. But the thing that nobody talks about is a lot of times it doesn't just come to you and it is really hard. And a lot of times there is a huge mental health struggle and physical struggle, but that's not cute. And that's not, oh, look at the new baby. So we don't talk about it that much. Hence, two kids in a career, the podcast. And um, if
1: you didn't hear in episode one, I brought up the reason why one of the reasons why I started this, I was at home on maternity leave with our oldest daughter. And like many other women, our dog was our baby. Mm -hmm. She still is, but um, (laughs)
0: she's like, (laughs) Hey, Oh, she hates us right now.
1: But I remember at one point thinking, I just want to go cuddle with my dog and not with my daughter. And I thought I was the messed up one because i had told somebody that via text and they didn't respond and i oh. overanalyzed and i'm sure it was no big deal but i thought i'm a horrible mom i'm a horrible mom that i don't want to be with my daughter i want to be with my dog instead the emotions you're already going through and then that happened i was messed up mm-hmm. in the head a while because for that and Then started having conversations with some women and realized that wasn't such a stupid thing to Mm -mm. think, but we're not talking about it. And that's why I wanted you on, too. I know you don't have kids right now, and maybe you won't, which is okay, and maybe you will, which will be okay, too. But the fact that you can have this conversation with me, it's just, it's women in general. We've Mm got
0: to talk about these things. We're really hard on ourselves. (sighs) And we're really hard on each other. The sad thing is, is I think there are women who would hear that and be like, wow, Jill, I would never say that. Even though they would feel it. You're right. They wouldn't say it, but they would feel it. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's like when the airplane's going down... They tell you if you're with your child, you have to put your mask on to get your oxygen first, because if you don't and you're trying to help your child and then something happens to you, then no one's helping them. So you have to help. You have to have those moments where it's like, okay, the baby's sleeping. It's cool that I just want to be with the dog right now. It's cool that I just want Jill time or Jill and my husband time. I don't want to have to always be on. That's fine. You're so wise, Rachel. (laughs)
1: How many times have you been told that? (laughs) You're wise beyond your years. Uh, Let's switch gears a little bit um, and talk about you and your career. Okay. So, earlier I said that you were the executive producer. I feel like I said executive director. (laughs) It's both. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Of this show that is based in St. Louis, and it's the Dave Glover Show on 97.1 in St. Louis. But you... Are going to be switching to a new role mm-hmm. as co host. And I think maybe somebody might think, well, executive is a big, powerful word. <laughs> so, how is this a promotion? I, I want you to walk me through this. And I mean, this is a big deal because this is you're on a station that is geared towards men, mm-hmm. and you're the only female on this show. That you're on as well,
0: yeah. Well, we have Sue oh, Thomas. We do, there is Sue. She, she does, does traffic, traffic with us. Yeah. It's amazing having Sue in the room. I didn't realize how badly I was missing another woman in the room until we had her. And then it's like she backs me up on certain things that I never got backed up on before. So it's nice to have that kinship. But no, it's a. It feels like a big deal because it's hard to make the jump from the production side to talent. Mm-hmm. Um. The great thing about Dave's show is he's always used his producer as talent. So whenever I got this job three years ago, I knew it was a huge deal. I knew it was a huge opportunity. And I knew that if I really worked hard, it could turn into something else someday. So I right now as the executive producer, I book the show, I handle his schedule, I just make sure all the guys are happy. I'm kind of the mom of the show, ironically. <laughs> oh, so thank maybe you are maybe mom. that's why I relate a little bit. <laughs> uh I, I do joke. I'm like, I have four grown adults that male are baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah, now as co host, I'm really excited because I'll get to just focus on content, which I Definitely contributed to content before, but a lot of times it was my brain was split. We'd be mm-hmm. having conversation, but then I would have to jump on instant messenger or talk to Andrew and be like, "Is the guest here? Is this blah 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 blah?" Doing all this logistical stuff, and now I'll we'll have the opportunity to just be in the chair and be su- support and bring in a mountain of content every day and hopefully just make the show better. So, and
1: people that aren't really familiar with radio, I mean, that is to. Be a female and take on a co-host position. It's I wouldn't say it's fairly new, but it, it is new. I mean, it's yeah, I it's think so. Definitely a new thing for this career. This has been a very male-dominated career for so long, and we're starting to finally see more women pop up mm-hmm. in it, and um, that's exciting.
0: I, I actually, so uh, the DGS has been on the air for about nineteen years. And I think he's only ever had one other female co-host, wow. Katie Cruz, who's a legend. So I feel really honored to be the next in line after her. He's had female producers. Right. And he's had uh, female traffic personalities come on. But, but not a I think I'm the co-host. second one that's, yeah, that's ever been the co-host. So that really is exciting. a big deal. <laughs> that's a really big deal. Now, I've been really fortunate with the DGS. I feel like I've kind of found my place. You know, it's it's a rough room. It's a fast room. And it's kind of a mean room sometimes. We're not uh, the most... We're not, like, lifting each other up. It's... <laughs> it's uh, You better know who you are going into the room. So, I don't know. I feel really fortunate that I even ended up interning and getting hired. And, yeah, I, it's crazy that this is happening. But you said something earlier that I happened to me, too. You work hard,
1: you do everything you possibly can, and you get rewarded. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works. And so... Now it's time for you to keep shining and keep working hard. And um, do you think you know what you want to
0: do next? What's next on the horizon? Or um, You know, a couple months ago, it would have sounded like silly to say it, but I'm like, I made it to co host I would love to have my own show someday. 97.1 is kind of a political station. Our show isn't as much at all. Um, but I would love to... I don't know if I would want to do politics, but I love connecting with people and relating to people. I love empathizing with people. And I. You are so awesome with that. Like when I
1: hear you on, I. Just some of the things that you have just said even today, just. You're able to put yourself in other
0: people's shoes, I feel like. I try to. I really try to. Yeah. And so I think that that's such a great quality that you have. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. I would like to somehow channel that into a show someday. I don't know what that looks like, but that's kind of my next goal. I haven't started <laughs> my next chapter yet, <laughs> right. but after that chapter, that's my goal. I think you just
1: start um, writing things down and yeah, it'll come. Hopefully. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. I was so honored that you asked me to come (sighs) do the podcast. I'm honored that you came on it. No, it was so much fun. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career.